Welcome to From Zero to Millions, Accounting Edition. I am Bilal Mihana. And I'm Kelly Roars. We're here to share our wealth of knowledge on running a public accounting firm. Whether you're a seasoned CPA, an aspiring accountant, or a business owner seeking financial guidance, join us for valuable insights and practical advice. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of From Zero to Millions Accounting Edition. Today, I have on our episode, Ms. Jennifer Howard, CPA, for a second recording. It's just me and Jennifer today. We're going to talk about a lot of really interesting things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just going to graze over. We're going to talk about the gender wage gap. We're going to talk about stereotyping, bias, representation gap, like where are the women in accounting? What about workplace culture, work-life balance? We, we, Jennifer and I both met on LinkedIn well over a year ago now. And I think the thing that connected us was that we were both women in accounting and have dealt with issues in prior firms or in the networking space. And we touched a little bit on the first episode that we recorded. And I said, you know what, we need to just do a whole episode on this. There are so many people who feel the way that we do. And it's, I, I would love a statistic actually on how many women firm owners there are compared to men. Maybe Jennifer brought that with her today. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me coming back on to the podcast. This was so great. I think that this is a really big topic in our industry where women are struggling to have their voice heard and get into those leadership positions and maintain those leadership positions within firms. So I think it's something that's going to resonate and your audience is really going to appreciate listening to. Awesome. So let's just dive right in. When you are entering the accounting field, you're looking for a job, you're doing interviews, who's interviewing you? Who are the partners at these firms? I'd say when I go walk into a room and, and I see firm owners, most of the time there's five women in the room and 60 men. Mm -hmm. Yep. So if it's a partner that's going to be on, most of the time it was a male partner that came in. I did ha have the opportunity to be in a, a woman-dominated um, CPA firm that was one of the firms I worked at, and that was a little bit different when I was being hired there. But at all the other firms that I worked for, every person who interviewed me was male. From the partner to the people who would be managing me and my peer group. So it was definitely a male-driven role in our industry. And I've been in, in the CPA industry for 24 years now. We're in a new year. And so this has been something that I haven't seen really evolve. I think that some firms are working on trying to evolve this, but in the hiring aspect of it, the primary people that were interviewing people were men. If they did bring in a woman, it was usually somebody that just so that I felt like there was another woman there, not in my peer group. So sometimes it was the secretary or somebody that they brought in during tax season. I mean, that's a good point. Like 
the places that you do see women in accounting are usually as assistants, secretaries, bookkeepers. I think that's a common role that women play in the industry. But like, why do you think that there are not a lot of female CPAs or female partners? Do you think it's rooted in the fact that the mentality of having to go to some sort of big four and put in all these hours is unattainable because women are the ones who have babies? Or do you think this is just this old school mentality driven by men who don't want women in these positions? That's a loaded question, but. And I would have to say that it's a lot of things. So first and foremost, I think that there's a gender wage gap. And so that wage gap would say that, okay, if I'm going to go have children, who's going to stay at home with the children? If the wife's making less money than the husband, they're going to be the one, well, I'm going to stay home with my child. If we actually paid women just as much as we paid men within all of our industries, then we wouldn't see this happen as much, I believe. But also, I think that there needs to be the work-life balance for women and for men. There's the expectation that the men are just going to work a lot of hours. And then there's the expectation that the women are going to need work-life balance. And so I think that they tend to try to hire women at a lower rate, knowing that they're going to take time off or they're not going to work as many hours and they want to invest that time and that money into somebody that's going to, they think in their eyes, become a partner in the future. So it's just, I had my children young and my husband stayed home with them primarily. So I worked within my industry a hundred percent. I had to fight for my wage. I literally had to fight for my wage and, and bring up industry standards in the area. And I had no problem finding out what my coworkers were making and mm -hmm. saying, this is what everybody I know is making in this industry. And even outside of your own work, go talk to other CPA firms. If you're a tax manager, the senior manager, go talk to the other senior managers and managers, find out what they're making, male and female, and bring it to talk about it. Because I think that it's a huge issue for barring people from becoming partners. It's almost like with the industry standards, uh, the expectations of the hours and tax season and the culture, it's almost like a barrier to entry for women because we don't see large public accounting firms offering this balance. And not only that, there's a wage gap in every industry, right? And we're getting closer to closing that gap, but it's probably a bigger gap in the accounting industry because there's so few female leaders. So it's definitely something that we need to work on. But I really feel that as we progress in changing the public accounting culture and the expectations of dying at your desk, maybe we can see more people like you and I entering the field. I know there's a lot of women on social media in public accounting that share what works for them. And for me, I do work full time and I do have two young kids and I had my daughter eight months ago and yeah, I have a three-year-old and I'm making it work and I work full time. But then there's other people who may only work 20 hours a week 
and they're running their own firm Mm -hmm. and they're managing their children. I'm thinking of a few key people out there. There's one person that I look at her and she's got five kids and she manages her firm and she really preaches, this is what works for me. And there are alternative methods to running a practice. And as it's more accepted and as really the whole industry has to pivot, I think this is like a common theme of most of our calls and our calls on our mastermind that we run and on the episodes of this podcast, like there has to be this large industry change and this is a part of it. And I think that actually women in the industry are being more of the change that the industry needs than this old school mentality. I completely agree. I just wanted to talk a little bit about the work-life balance challenges. We all have children. And so even though my husband was the stay-at-home parent, I still wanted to go attend my child's, you know, extracurricular activities and parent-teacher conferences. And in the beginning of my career, that was really hard to ask for having that time off. And so it's something that in our industry is not promoted. I do think that because of the employment issues that the CPA and accounting firms have faced recently, that they're working on developing work-life balance schedules and allowing for that. But I myself, my children are grown and out of the house. I do have a grandson. He's four years old and I want to be present in his life. And outside of tax season, I dedicate four hours during my work week that I spend with him and take him out. And that's part of my work-life balance that's built in. It's a non-negotiable. And I put that on my schedule and it, no matter what, that time is with him. And during tax season, that's less, we move it to the weekends. But I just think that there's so much that we miss out on work-life balance because we're so career focused. You can run a successful CPA firm, work 40, 45 hours, which is what I work during tax season, And still commit to being there for your family. Still have your work-life balance goals with your family. And you don't have to just get stuck in the wheel and just have to work all those excessive hours because they're not healthy. No, it's definitely not healthy. And me and my husband talk often. Can you imagine if you were still working at another firm and you weren't coming home until seven o'clock at night? Mm -hmm. Because I used to feel the pressure. Like I'm an early bird. I used to like to go in early in the office so that I could leave at five o'clock. If I work from seven to five and I put in, what is that? 10 hours. If Mm -hmm. I put in 10 hours, but other people don't show up until 10 or 11 and then want to make me feel guilty for leaving at five o'clock, I, that pressure was ridiculous. So if Mm -hmm. I had that with my two young kids, I would never see them. They go to bed at 6.30. There needs to be options for people. And I do think that more firms are offering some sort of flexibility with the hours with coming in when it works for you. Listen, if you want to come in at 7 or 7.30, great. But then don't make me feel guilty when I'm walking out the door at 5 or 6 o'clock. I was at a networking event maybe a year or two ago. A partner of a firm here on Long Island, he was talking about some new hires and It was tax season and these partners at this firm work like 70, 75 hours a week, which is disgusting in my opinion. Yes. Um, Not sustainable for anybody, but he said something like, yeah, it was seven o'clock and they were leaving for the night. And could you believe they didn't even come to me and see if I needed anything else? 
And I I don't know if I laughed in his face or just actually <laughs> don't know. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the problem with mm-hmm. this industry. This guy's not, it was the typical firm owner, 60, 65 years old, old white guy, like, oh, this girl just left and didn't ask if I needed anything like I needed to be taken care of before I left, mm-hmm. which actually brings up a very, my experience with other men in the field. Like I used to work for another person who would be like, oh, can you make coffee for me? Or can you do this? So many mm-hmm. like misconceptions, like I'm not your coffee runner. Yeah, I am the extremely skilled individual. And there's just these little expectations because I'm like, a woman and I need to take care of them. I know it's not just me. No, I was in a client meeting one time with a partner and he looked over at me. They were talking about, oh, we need somebody to take notes. Jennifer, do you know shorthand? That is so insulting. I'm like, no, I don't, but let me go get the secretary. And I jumped up out of the room and went and grabbed her so that could take place. But It's those, if I was a man in that room, they would never have asked me that. Or if they need you to go get something, they would ask me to go get it. And I would say, could you buzz the secretary or front office admin, whoever, to get that taken care of because I don't want to miss a part of this meeting. Yeah, I think that it's something that in our industry has been in the culture for so long that it's hard to break the thought processes on that. But I think as women in the industry, we need to put a stop to it. And so... I think that women need to learn to have empowering voices. And because I think that women will, in a group setting or in group meetings, they won't bring up an idea that they have. They won't be heard. And I think that the reason why that is, is because I went to a recent AICPA Global Leadership Summit, Women's Global Leadership Summit, and they talked about this, about empowering our voices to be heard. Because when we're children, and you have a, a boy, and if he's becoming assertive and exhibiting confidence and, and being a little bit assertive in things, people say, well, he's a natural born leader. He's confident. We're going to, we're going to say that this is a good trait and we're going to encourage that because he's a leader. But if a girl does that, it's looked at as bossy and overbearing and it's not looked at in a good way. And so when we're brought up, we're brought up that as a woman, don't say those things, you're being bossy. Mm -hmm. And it's brought up with a negative connotation. And so when we get up into college and we get into the business industry, we typically don't tend to, if we've brought up and then brought up in that sort of a culture, we Mm -hmm. hold back our opinions. We don't say things. We wait till we get behind closed doors and we bring up our ideas to the partners. And they're like, why didn't you bring this up when we're, well, I didn't know how it would be perceived. And consequently, sometimes when you do bring up an idea, the men in the room will have 10 reasons why it doesn't work. And then you need one person, another man in that room to say, well, wait a minute, this might be a good idea. Let's think this through. Because yeah, maybe there's a lot of reasons why it won't work, but there's more profitable ways that it could. And so I think that's a reason why a lot of women don't really get up into those leadership roles because they're either afraid to talk and have their voice be heard and their opinions be heard because Either A, they have a culture that they weren't, that wasn't accepted, or B, they're just afraid that there's, they're not going to be heard Mm -hmm. in their situation. And I know that I experienced that in the CPA world multiple times. And it it took me a long time to work on that and get through that myself. Such a interesting topic. 
And like you said, this is, it's really the source of lack of empowerment, something that's taught at a very young age. What can we do to change that? We have to raise our daughters to speak Mm -hmm. up and you don't have to be super hard, but there has to be this balance. And I feel like I'm always struggling with that balance. And I think you and I have similar personalities just from what I've known over the last year plus. And we do like to take charge and you've always been a rainmaker and you're great at talking to people and you have that personality where you're not really afraid to speak up, even though both Mm -hmm. of us have been in the past in these rooms full with men who don't like our thoughts. Yes. But there's so many people out there that are so much, that are so different from us and just, you know, are fearful or are scared to even be in a room like that and wouldn't show up. Like we're trying to take those steps to show up and change things. And there's always this battle going on in my head. Like, am I being too assertive or am I being a bitch because I'm, you know, being curt and like I'm all business and I'm trying to get things done. And that can be perceived by other people in different ways. But we have to just shed that attitude. And it's so important for us to empower other women in the industry. Listen, like just even us talking and how many other women or other firm, potential firm owners that we've spoken to that have gone out there and we've seen in our group alone, like somebody leaving and finding that courage to do Mm -hmm. their thing. And with the AICPI, with their leadership conferences, that's great. But I would love to see more interaction on a more local level, like even with a leadership role that I had with an organization recently. I was having the same issues where I went to a cocktail hour and someone asked if I was the secretary. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm actually the vice president of this (laughs) chapter, which is a problem. I'm not seeing young accountants, young professionals joining these groups. And I don't know where to start. Is it in the colleges? It is in the high schools. We need help in this industry and we need more women to join and we need more flexibility and we need to let them know they have as valid of a voice as all the other men in the industry. And I would argue to say that Women are just so much better. Women just have so much attention to detail. I feel I am not being biased right now. I'm sorry to all the men that are listening. Yeah. That you, if you've got that, that woman in your life that whips things into shape Mm -hmm. and takes care of business, we can do anything. That's right. We've got that little mix. We make people. Okay. Yeah. Like we're assertive, but yet we still have that nurturing part of us where we invest in the relationships with our clients and we invest in the relationship. But we're also going to be straight shooters and communicate with them. These are the things that are holding back your business. And if you start doing these sort of things, your business will be very successful. I had a conversation with the client last month and things were not clean. Their bookkeeping was behind and I laid it all out. And I told him why his business was the way it was and what it was running. And I put an ultimatum on there. And that's where I felt like we need to learn that one, we have great expertise and knowledge that all clients want. And two, 
don't be afraid to be assertive, but then give the reasons why and still show that you're, you care enough about them to have these conversations. And even after I had the conversation, got off the phone with him, a month goes by, I just spoke with him. Everything is radically changed. He implemented everything I said to do. He, his business has been way more profitable. This month alone, he's going to double his profit for the month compared to January over January. And he's just wow. so appreciative in the conversations that we had. And I thought for sure, I'm like, okay, he's going to fire me because I told him the truth. Mm -hmm. And so I think for women, that's hard to do. Well, we know what could make them more profitable, but I don't want to hurt this person's feelings. So I'm going to be quiet and I'm not going to say anything. Well, you're doing a disservice to their business and to them as a business owner. And so I think that even though we feel that way, we still need to be assertive and being truthful. And so yeah, do you think that men, if they are giving their clients advice, listen, you need to stop eating out or you need to stop spending on this area. Do you think that they feel guilty after saying that? Oh, I don't mean to come across like this, no. but I just want to give you good advice and I'm just trying to help you and save money. Exactly. Exactly. Men don't think that way. They're no. very matter of fact. This is how it is. Even though we feel that way when we're saying those things, this is business. And in business, it's business. Mm -hmm. And so you'd have to remove your emotions from that. Well, it's interesting. I was just trying to think of other women in accounting and if there are any women specific organizations, there's nothing that really comes top of mind that's been available to me. And I think we're pretty active in the community. I know that there are other, the AICPA or Ignition recognizes like top 50 women in accounting and mm -hmm. that's great. And I've been recognized by local newspapers or whatnot for just being a woman in business, yeah. top 50 women in business. But I think it's really important that we, listen, if you are listening to this and you're struggling at a firm or you have any questions, I'm sure that Jennifer or I definitely am willing to share my story, what worked for me, what your options are, and be able to support other women in the field, whether you're in the later part of your career and you've got 25 years under your belt or mm -hmm. you've got two years under your belt and you don't know really what you can do. Like It's really important for other women that are successful in the industry to be supportive and give that outreach that other women need. Yes. Because I think it's lacking. I agree. Even within CPA firms, there was a very large lack of role models. That's really what we're talking about here. That were in partner positions or really close to that in the majority of the firms. There are some firms that are, they tout themselves as women-owned firms and they do a fantastic job. But those are few and far between. That's not the majority of the CPA firms. I would say probably 95% of the CPA firms don't have maybe one. So when you are going through the process of staff accountant, senior manager, partner, and you're looking at your role on how to get there, you're going and talking to these role models and saying, how did you get to where you were? What was the process that you took? And that process for a man is going to be completely different than a process for a woman just because of the way that the industry is. And it shouldn't mm -hmm. be that way. It shouldn't be that way. And so having a woman role model that you can sit down and talk to and say, 
I have the exact plan of how I want to be partner. And it's exactly the same plan as a male that's in the exact same role, but he's getting promoted or he's getting accepted into these networking opportunities that I'm not, or these mentoring opportunities that I'm not, or getting put into roles that's going to get him into the business community that they specifically want to work with. And I'm not. And so I think that there's really a lot of holdback. And because there's that holdback, you can't really go to a man in as a role model and say, these are the struggles that I'm having within the firm and get any feedback because they don't know. they That never happened. So we're looking for separate mentoring, outside mentoring relationships. That's the reason why I reached out to you, Kelly, was specifically for mentoring of how you did it. And it's hard to find women in the industry that have gone all the way up through the ranks and can provide that information Mm -hmm. to you because there's just not a lot of them. And if they did, maybe they waited till after their childbearing years and then got into that role. Well, that's not really going to help somebody who still wants to have a family. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of most of the people that I know, even in a women predominant CPA firm, leave before they get to the partnership role just because of the issues with once you decide to have children. Mm -hmm. There's that huge holdback. But yeah, I think that finding that is very hard to find. And I know that we have that, Kelly, with our mastermind group and everything, and we hold each other accountable. I did find a local group within my county that are women-owned businesses that have their own little separate group. It's on Facebook. They meet regularly. And they're fantastic. And so if you can reach out and find something like that in in your local area, a lot of times that can just help you, especially on a bad day. You can message somebody and say, I need to get out. I need a cup of coffee. Can we just talk about this? Because we all have friends. We all have girlfriends. Your girlfriend's not going to have the same goals as you when you want to become a business owner or even in the CPA industry. And so that you're going to really struggle if all you're using is your girlfriends. They don't understand. And I think that probably, Kelly, you have more insight on that as well. Well, I'm just thinking we're not in competition with each other. And I Mm -hmm. think that's really important to recognize, right? I am not in competition with Jennifer. There are a million clients out there that need CPAs. Like we are here to support each other. And like, we don't know it all. I don't claim to know it all, but you know what? Like I let Jennifer know what works for me. Jennifer lets me know what works for her. We're like, hey, we just went through this struggle. Oh, you did that. I did that too. Oh, this Uh happened. Like we can bounce ideas off of each other, kind of commiserate a little bit when we're going through this struggle. There is no perfectly run firm. I'm just going to make that public service announcement right now. (laughs) There are always hiccups along the way. And whether it be within our firm or with staff or with the wonderful IRS and this government who likes to change things all the time. (laughs) This is the nature of the beast and the business of public accounting, but there are things that can change and you're not stuck wherever you are. And there's other people out there who will support you. If this is resonating with you, reach out to one of us, reach out to somebody you know, connect with other female CPAs. To all the guys listening, thanks for listening to this. This is important for you to hear too, because if you're working with other women, you want to know how they're feeling and what other things you can do to continue to have a firm that works well in the future. Because 
This isn't just about women becoming partners and running the world. This is about understanding what other people's issues are, what they're dealing with their life path, and whether that's having kids or not having kids or wanting to go to the shows in the middle of the day at school Mm -hmm. and participate in the field trips and all those things. Like we can do it all and still work. Like we can have that balance. Thank you for listening. Thanks for coming on again. Love to have you. So glad that we're connected. And thank you for being a friend. I agree, Kelly. I appreciate all the mentorship that you've given me. And I did want to just touch base on one more thing you brought up about how we're not in competition. We have clients that we bring in. And if client's not a good fit for me, and I know that it's something that Kelly works on, I will refer to her because I ultimately, deep down, want the best service for that client. So I think that as accountants, we can get territorial in our industry. I don't know about you, Kelly, but when I first worked in the industry and I pulled in on my first day and I parked in somebody else's parking spot and I was told to go move my car (laughs) and where my parking spot was, even though they weren't labeled or anything like that, they're just CPA industry is territories. Like this is my box. This is what I do. These are my clients. You aren't touching them or this is my industry. You can't go to those. So it's really nice to be a part of the mastermind group that you have we touch, we resonate, we talk about things, we email each other and we're like, what are you doing for this? I just had somebody reach out and say, what's your pricing on state tax returns for business returns? What are you doing with that? And so it was really nice to be able to just share that information with them and find out that how it is in the firms as an employee is totally different than when you become a business owner within the industry. So, but yes, I think a strong support system is always what you need. And if you're ready to go out on your own and you just are ready for that to take that leap, reach out to Kelly and I. We, even though it's busy season, we will help you out. We will steer you in the right direction. We will guide you. We will help you. We will mentor you. Absolutely. I totally echo that. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of From Zero to Million to Counting Edition. If you've been loving the energy and insights we bring to each episode, we'd love to hear from you. Head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and written review to let us know what your favorite part of the show is. Your feedback helps us reach more professionals who could benefit from the show and create more episodes you love. We can't wait to hear your thoughts.